we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Everybody agree with that? Say amen. 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 Well, the title of our message is simply this. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. You know, and and, and I'm excited about it because we we need to be thankful. Dad, you know, Father's Day is a little bit different than Mother's Day. And so, so what we're just saying this morning is how much we appreciate our dads and what they do. So by simply saying thanks, Dad, what I thought I'd do is share with you some tools that dads use. These are tools that dads will use to have their toolbox. And then I want you to, as I share these tools with you, and you'll see about fathers and dads what they have to do as they continue to go on and to do their best in raising their family, do their best in providing a nice home for everyone. So these are building tools. Everybody say building tools. They're tools that are for living. They're tools really that, that a father's heart, a father tries to pass on to not only, of course, you understand their children, but just to try to leave a legacy as they live their lives throughout the earth. I, I believe that. All the fathers everywhere should be leaving these, leg- this, these tools of legacy to every one of their children and family members. And so first thing I'm going to share with you is this. Is this what everybody, do you know what this is? All right, well, I'm going to say, well, y'all know your tools, okay, adjustable wrench. And the reason why this is important, I love this about the adjustable wrench, and I'm going to lay this down here, is this, that the adjustable wrench is for fathers. Fathers have to be flexible, say flexible, and they have to be adaptable. And so what happens is they have to be able to adjust to any situation at any time in their lives. And this is why you have an adjustable wrench. So I'm saying, as dads, what you do, sometimes situations are not always, you know, the way they wanted to go. Dads sometimes have to come in. Have you ever heard this term, and be the heavy or be the guy that's laying down the discipline in the law right and all, all sometimes and also then we know who really runs the house but that's okay we're not going to say anything about that but we understand this dads you have to be adjustable you have to go with the flow you have to learn you know as, as being a dad that whatever is happening around you being able to you may have your daughter you may have your son there may be issues going on in their lives but you have to learn how to go with the flow you have to learn how to be adaptable and adapt to any situation that arises so I turn so turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6 I'm going to share some scriptures with you that ties into being being of course adjustable as as the wrench is adjustable Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 listen to this it says this and you fathers provoke not your children to wrath but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord this is so important that as dads we learn how to communicate to our to our children we learn how to not 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 exasperate them we learn how to listen we we learn how to adjust we we learn how to work together you know that's what a dad does think about your dad Think about how when you were raised, if, if you were raised and dad was in the home. Think about mom being in the home and things that, that, that you had to do to be, you know, you always didn't have your way. How many of you have always had your way? I know I didn't. Mm, how many have had always that? Now, girls, I know, I know coming up that, all right, little, you know, daddy's little girl, sometimes you have your way. But sometimes that's not always the case. Am I right about that? So things don't always happen. But dads are learning how to be and we should always be adjustable. How about Colossians? Colossians chapter 3. Turn there with me. Colossians chapter 3, verse 21. This is also similar to, to what we've just read. But I want you to see the essence of what we're talking about here this morning. That fathers, it says here, it says, provoke not your child to anger. But listen, lest they be discouraged. That we shouldn't be the type of father that is just only disciplinary. In other words, when discipline has to be given out, we understand that. But at the same time, we need to learn how to love as dads. We need to learn how to listen. We need to learn how to be available when, guess what, even if it's just sitting there. Even if it's just sitting there and just hanging out, that's all we do. That's all we learn how to do. That's what fathers do. So I encourage you to be as dads this morning. And those of you, you have your dads, contact them today. You know, let them know how much you love them. And thank them for being adjustable and listening. 
The second thing I want to share with you, and I, I want you to see this is so important for fathers because we've got so many good things in here. and so many good things. I've got to try to find them. All right, here's one. How about this? How many know what this is? Ah, level. And so guess what that means? Simply this, that as a father, guess what? We need to what? Be level-headed. Guys, we need to be level-headed. In other words, what happens is simply this. We must be fair. Now, how many have ever feel like, you know, dads sometimes play favorites? Ooh, okay, plays favorites. And sometimes what happens, but we have to be level-headed. We have to be able to say, if we're going to make a decision, if a dad, you're going to make a decision, and you make a decision with all the right resources, you make a decision with everyone in mind, not just, you know, making a decision just for one, just how it's going to affect the other, but we have to learn how to be level-headed. In other words, when everything is going crazy around us, we have to learn to be calm. We have to learn to say, okay, here's where we're going. Here's what we're going to do. This is what's going to happen. We must be level-headed in every, listen, in every aspect of our lives, especially dealing with family. Say level-headed. Level Proverbs chapter 16 says this. Proverbs 16, verse 20. He who heeds the word, it says the word wisely, will find good life. And notice this. And whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. And so I know sometimes, I know sometimes for many that the words that they've heard and coming up weren't always the ones that were favorable. And when you wanted to do this and you wanted to do that, I know with our son wanting to do this and wanting to go here, and sometimes you just have to tell them no. And, of course, they may not like it, and they walk away upset. But that's okay. You ever, how many ever watched that show, Father Knows Best? Mm, how many realize this as dads, as, as their kids are growing up, man? You know what? I mean, you think about this. You don't know anything, especially when they're, what, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Dads, you don't know anything. But when they hit that turn, that corner, boy, I tell you what, get around 21 through 25 and getting older. All of a sudden, dads, you become so smart. I don't know why is that. You see, because they have a the chance to grow up and listen. But it's so important to understand that as fathers, let's be, let's be level-headed. Let's listen. Proverbs 20, verse 7. Here's another reference for you. Proverbs 20, verse 7. It talks about men walking in integrity, showing that integrity before our children. Here's what it says. The just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Well, what a legacy. I think about that scripture, and I think about legacy, that as a dad, as a father, and as we're level-headed, living all our lives, listening to the Lord, you know, as he directs us to do what we're doing, the best of our ability, what happens is we're walking with integrity, and as we're walking with integrity, here's what happened. Your children are watching you, and as we're wa being watched, we're blessed, and they're blessed at the same time because of the, the example that we're setting before them. But then I have another another tool in our toolbox. Now, this is, this is pretty clear. Can someone tell me what this is? This is glue. Wow. So are you thinking, okay, what is the glue for? What happens? Why is there glue in the toolbox? Well, can I tell you the glue's there because fathers are to encourage us to hold on, to encourage us not to give up, to, especially when you want to quit. How many have ever had times in your lives when things weren't going exactly the way you wanted them to go? And then here comes that. No, no, don't do that. Don't quit. Don't give up. You can do it. Hang in there. Words of encouragement. Words of encouragement. So let me share a few a scripture with you. Turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21. And, we, and our dads, we have to understand to be like glue, to be there, to say no. You know, when you start, how many have heard this? When you, if you start something, you're going to what? You're going to finish it. 
Right, come on now. And like, you know, we had, of course, coming up and then mom, you know, mom's over here and, and dad's over working with our, with our kids. Now, Gina will tell you coming up, she just said, dad, you were just so hard on me. And you know what? I would have to agree 100%. Yes. And I won't tell you what. But anyways, coming up, young lady, girl in the house, and you know, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm just, Gina, you know, having to practice on you was kind of hard, you know. <laughs> but really, <laughs> she turned out just fine. That's all I can say right there, okay. But, uh, but what's so wonderful about it is she always says, you let Stephen get away with so much than I did. Favorites. Wow. So I will tell you this, though. Part of it is true. You have to own up to it. Come on now, I have to own up to it. But, but here's the thing. With both of them, encouraging them not to give up when they felt like giving up. And many times, how about you? Have you ever been in the moment in your life cool. and the time and everything like that? But they got cooler. I mean, when they got cooler, what happened? Man, they're like, hey, we're going to have to drop that instrument. He's like, no, you can't do that. Because you started, you're going to have to finish. And then all of a sudden, he just kind of warmed up to moms, you know, and made some kind of negotiating thing. If I finish this and finish that, do I have to continue this and continue that? Well, before I got into the mix of the deal, it was already done. That's what moms do. You know, that's what moms do. But she did, and she worked out. But I did some other things. I can't just talk about her, but I did some other things. So he went on, and, and of course, you know, he, he decided not to do that and went on and played sports and different things. But, but he paid his time. He, you know, we, we just thank God that, uh, you know, he, we just went all of his little basketball games and all, all kind of stuff that he did. It was fun. But he stayed with it. He stayed with it. So here's another scripture. Listen to this. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13. You know what it says? It says this. This is what a father should encourage our children to do. Hold fast. Say hold fast. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which... You have heard from me in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. Now, we understand that here is Paul giving instructions to his son, Timothy, in the faith. And he's saying, Timothy, listen, don't give up. Don't quit. You may feel like it. Sure, everything's not working out the way you want it to work out. But I want to encourage you, hold fast. Don't throw in the towel, if you will. Don't quit. You, held, you, had, you received sound words, then continue to follow those sound words, Timothy. And I'm saying to all of you, not just the fathers, but all of our young men, all of our young women, hold fast. Don't quit. Don't give up. No matter what's happening, maybe it's not turning out right now. Maybe it's not as clear as you thought it would be. But if you'll stay with God and if you'll continue to trust him, you'll continue to listen to what God has instructed you to do and you hold fast to the promises of his word, he always comes through. Say always. He always comes through because he's faithful. So fathers, I encourage you, let's continue as always to be that glue. Well, the next thing in our toolbox is simply this. This is a, a shop towel. I'm going to give you, because some of you may say it was a rag, so I'm going to help you in advance. They say, so this is a shop towel. Now, now you know what shop towels are for. Does anybody have any idea what they're for? What happens when you normally use one? Wash, you can wash cars. What else? Help me out here. Cleaning up, tools, and all this other stuff. Great. I'm glad you mentioned that. Because what this towel is for simply is this. And we have to understand as fathers that we're not perfect. And because we're not perfect, guess what? Man, we must be ready to clean up the messes that we make. Oh, watch out now. All I heard was one. You see, and the thing about a good father, father owned up to it and say, guess what? I blew it. I messed up. And we'll talk to the family or talk to the children. That's what a father, a real father, a good father, recognize, hey, you know what? I'm the one that uh, 
you know, gave us, you know, said we're going to go in this direction, especially, you know, about when we're driving. You never own up to it. It's not my fault. Or especially when we spend a little bit of extra money. Come on now, you know. You know what I'm talking about. No, you guys made me do it. All this other stuff, right? And I can keep on going on and on and on. See? Or maybe if we're cooking and we burn the food up, not my fault. All this kind of stuff. But then there's other things where we've been harsh. There's other things where we actually, instead of listening and being kind, instead of being the glue, instead of being level-headed, we just come across, you know, you do it my way. You do it my way or the highway. Well, that's not always the best way. And so we mess up. Have you ever messed up? Sure. I messed up. But the neat thing about it is this. When we mess up, man, we just get out the towel. Man, we just get out the rag, and we guess what? We clean up the mess. How do you clean up the mess? How do we clean it up, dads? How do we clean it up, people? Here's simply this. Let me give you some instructions. Simply do this in James chapter 5, verse 16. Listen to this. This is how we clean up our messes. It says, confess to one another. Guess what? Therefore, your faults. Say, my faults. It says your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, not others. Everybody wants to point, you know, the finger at somebody else who's doing something wrong or they didn't do this right or that person didn't do this right. No, we need to own up to our own mistakes and realize, hey, you know, we blew it. Now what do we do? We go to God. We ask God for help. Say, Lord, give us wisdom, give us insight so we don't continue to repeat this. But he gives us direction and understanding and helps us going forward. It says in the Amplified, that's what I'm reading from. It says, confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins. And pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored, notice this, to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. God wants us to be restored. Man, he wants us to be restored. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man, I like that, makes tremendous power available. It's dynamic and it's working. But also there's another aspect of realizing when we come to God and we blow it and we're saying, okay, Lord, we need this towel, the shop towel to help clean things up. But once he clean, you have a repentive heart. And I love what Psalm says in 51, verse 10. Write that down. Psalms 51, verse 10, New King James. Here's what it says. Create in me a clean heart. Mm. Oh, God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So this is someone, a dad, a father who misses it. He blows it, but he goes to God and say, God, create in me a clean heart. Help me. Direct me. Give me insight. Give me wisdom. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Say steadfast. All right, so now what we have here. Let's look at the things we have and see if you guys help me out. What is this here? All right, and, what's, and what do we say the adjustable wrench is for? We have to be adjustable, right? Okay, what is this? All right, what's the purpose of the level in our lives and Father's lives? Help me out. Level-headed. Wow, you guys are sharp. You must be looking at somebody else's notes. No, I'm just joking. You're doing good. Okay, what about this here? Glue. What is the glue for? Stick with it. Encouraging words, right? Don't quit. Don't give up. Wow. And then what do we have here? Clean up the messes. Clean up what? Your own mess. Am I right about that? Well, I've got something else in here for you. Let me pull this out. What do we have here? Okay, tell me what we have. What is this? What do we use this for? Let me see. If I try to connect things. Okay. Whoa. Okay. And then what is this? 
And so if I were to unhook this, it would probably go out and extend pretty far, wouldn't it? All right, so let's talk about this. A bungee cord and an extension cord. Wow. Fathers, you know what this tells us? Man, that you guys said it. Somebody said it. We must be able to stretch. We must be able to do lots of different things. That's right. And be, to be adaptable, but we have, must be able to stretch. In other words, what, you know, a lot of times what happens in life, and, and, and this is honest, when, when the load gets heavy and it seems like, man, I can't do that, I can't do this, but we have to learn how to be stretched at times. How many have ever been stretched in your life? You know what I mean, what I mean by being stretched? You feel like, man, I can't go any further. I can't do nothing else. If I do, I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to pop. I'm just going to burst. I'm just going to give out. I'm just going to give in. But what happens when you're stretched? Anybody knows what happens when you're stretched in your life? Any ideas? You can go further. Because if I, if I unravel this cord, extension cord, as it is now, it's all what? It's wrapped up. But as I unravel it, it can go further. If I just plugged it in right here, then that's fine and plugged it into anything. But if I unravel it and send it out, it's going to go further. And when you're stretched, that means you can go further. What we need to do is realize that we can be pushed. Come on now. We can be encouraged. We don't have to give up. We don't have to quit. This, this applies to so many areas in our lives. It's just not talking about dealing with dads, but how about all of us? Have you ever reached a time in your life when you feel like you couldn't go further? How about on your job? That's right. How about in your home? Come on. How about guys with chores? You seem to be the only one that's always taking the trash out. You seem to be the only ones. Come on now. See, all right, I see that, Jakari. Yeah. You seem to be the only one that's always sweeping the floor. You seem to be the only one. It's like, I'm being stretched. But it's good to be stretched. How many of you have ever, have ever worked out to the point where, man, you started as you, were, as, you were, as you were younger and you started lifting weights? Guys, how many? And then all of a sudden you started getting these, what do you call them, these stretch marks. And so that means those marks should also what, resemble that where you were, what you were and what you're now, you see, where you were a little bit size smaller. Now, ladies, I ain't going to talk about you on that. See, I know better about stretching. You understand what I'm saying? I started talking about the guys, see? But I encourage you, man. I tell you what, I remember when I was coming up and playing sports and football, and I have to say, because, you know, Niles and I, we talk about this all the time, and I, I was probably maybe a little bit bigger than you, okay? But I tell you what, I was still small in comparison to a lot of the players that I played against. And, man, what I had to do over the summer, and I got, I, well, actually what happened was, honestly, I didn't get cut. Can I, can I tell you, I didn't get cut but they said that we're not going to put you on the varsity team but because we've got, there was one spot open because they're going to give it to somebody else. Who, of course, you know, I didn't feel like they should have got it. You understand what I'm saying. But so the coach says, that's okay. You just come on out and you play and everything will be fine. I said, coach, and this is, you know, how many have ever had regrets? Mm. Okay. And this is one of the regrets. I have to, I'll be honest with you, because I quit. But I quit, but I asked permission to come back next year because I am not going to play. So I kind of like was holding out, and I didn't get paid. But I was, that's kind of like holding out what they do today, don't they? They hold out. So I held out. Well, what I did was, because I knew I should have been playing on varsity, and I held out all summer long. Keep in mind, it's a skinny little runt of a kid. All sudden, all summer long, man, I went on this crazy building, Superman-looking kind of guy when it's all done. I wanted to look that way. And so I began to exercise. I began to ride bikes. I began to eat lots of, you know, bananas and yogurt and all this other stuff, swimming. You know, how many of y'all know how to swim? Oh, I'm surprised. 
Well, no, no, I've asked this several times before, and only one hand had gone up a few times ago. I said, how can you be in Florida and how to swim? So on this side, how many, I think folks over here, how many over here, no, okay, see? How many over here say, you know how to swim? How many don't swim? Be honest. Now, I'm not talking about getting the water and playing with the water. I'm talking about swimming. Okay. Uh, swimming, I swim. But anyway, swimming, exercising. And you know what I would do then? Then at night, man, I would work out so much and so hard that I would be exhausted. And then what I would do is go, how many know what those Salisbury steaks? I know it's going to be lunchtime pretty soon. But those Salisbury steaks that you get, and you get like six or eight, you know what I'm saying, with the gravy and all that other stuff. And you get some mashed potatoes, man. And you put that gravy on there and you cook all that up in the oven. You know, I would eat a whole pack of that and just fall asleep. Well, the whole goal was to what? To put on weight. And then all of a sudden what began to happen is I began, my body began to stretch. Now, I'm not going to take my shirt off because I've stretched today in some parts of my body that you don't want to see. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> don't look at me like that. I'm just being honest with you. But if I were to show you, I mean, all of my shoulders and everything is just totally, completely stretched. That's from working out and getting bigger and growing. But you know, it was a good thing. You know why? Because the end results were when I came back my varsity year, I not only played, I not only started, okay, but I was a team captain. And that was because I put in the time. I was willing to be stretched. Hello. You know what I'm saying? And the payout at the end was better than it would have been if I didn't put in the time. What am I saying to you? Put in the time. Just because you're being stretched on a job, that's okay. Trust God. Believe God. Just because you're being stretched in the home, that's okay. Trust God. Believe God. Some of you right now are in a position in a season in your life, you're wondering how is all this going to come out, and then you feel like you're being stretched, and you know what the tendency is to do? Is to give up. Is to quit. Don't do what I did. Listen to me. Don't do it. Stay with it. Say, stay with it. Because your opportunity may not be like my opportunity. So I encourage you, stay with it, don't quit, don't give up. So say, I'm willing to be stretched. Listen to this in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Fathers, we have to be able to be stretched and be able to do a lot of different things things, even things that you don't feel like you're qualified to do. Just do them. Just learn how to do them. And just step up and make it happen. Well, here's another thing in here. Let me see what I've got. You guys tell me what this is. Oops, what's this? How did this get in here? What is that? Oh, cologne. Okay. In the toolbox. Well, how'd that get in there? Well, oh, I know how. Fathers, listen. Husbands, listen. We've got to put our wives, moms first. In other words, we've got to be smelling good. Oh, I'm talking about hygiene. Amen. Feeling good. Make them happy. Come on, somebody. See? Right? Put them first. You know what I'm talking about. We've got a hard day's work. We're coming home. I know when I work out, whoo, I'm in the yard working. I come in. You know what she tells me all the time? Brother, you're leaving a trail. You know what that means? Wherever, you, wherever I was, I'm still there. That's what that means, okay? So I'm just telling you, brother, you're leaving a trail. So that means you need to go in, you need to take a shower, you know, put on some cologne, put something and smell good. They like that. Ladies like that. So that's why, guys, this is a hint. I'm, I'm trying to help you. With all of this stuff that we have to do, man, put on some cologne, okay? Put your wives first. And, and seriously, that's what the Bible says. Listen to this, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. It says, husbands. Fathers, love your wives, 
even as Christ also loved the church. And guess what he did? He gave himself for it. And I tell you this morning, one of the best things that a dad can do, one of the best things that a father can do, and to give his children, listen, a legacy is to love their mother. Tremendous things. And so, hey, if she likes for you to wear cologne, put cologne on. And she likes to go out, you want to go out, then go out. And if she likes all kinds of other stuff, well, grown-up stuff. Some of y'all are just a little bit too young. You know, I can only share a few things, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just trying to help you. Then, you know, take care of your wife. Take care of your wife. Don't look at me like that. I'm trying to help you out. Oh, okay, let's go on. Let's go on. All right, how many know? What is this? A pair of pliers. Wow. Now, what are pliers used for? What do you think a pliers? This is a toolbox of a father. What do you think pliers are used for? Pliers, that's right. What? <laughs> pulling teeth. Pulling teeth. That's one thing. That's good. Because think about it. So, okay, so if you're pulling teeth or pull on anything, what has to happen? You have to hold on. You have to have a good what? Grip. That's right. So think about this. With these pliers, fathers must be able to hold on when everyone else is losing their grip. When everyone else is losing their grip. Where are we going, Dad? What are we doing? It's not just on a trip. Now this is life. This is life. You know, where are we going? You know, are we going to still be here? Or, you know, what's the future like? I mean, there's questions like that. And it seems like, like, like family members, everybody else is just losing their grip. I mean, they're just having such a hard time wondering what's going on in their life. And a dad has to do, a father has to do, is be able to take his pliers out and hold on and say, listen, come on, stay with me. Stay with me. Don't lose your grip. And I'm reminded of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, one of my favorite scriptures. How many have favorite scriptures? And it simply says this, 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. What great wisdom. The father says, listen, hold on. Hold on. Don't give up. Here's what you do. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Come on now. Help me out. Acknowledge in all your ways. Come on. And what happens? And direction will come. So here's what a father gives godly advice and says to his children, says to his family. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's tough. But here's what we're going to do. I'm encouraging you right now. When everybody else is losing their grip, I'm going to pull out the pliers and I'm going to encourage you to hold on. I'm going to encourage you not to quit, not to give up. Can you say amen to that? Praise God. Well, we've got something else here. Just a couple more things I want to show you that we have in here. Oh, man, let me get this out. This one is kind of, oh, how many know what this is? What is this for? <laughs> and this is a rubber mallet. Now, you see that, right? Okay, don't hurt them, okay? Well, I'll tell you what, hit somebody with this, you're going to hurt them, okay? So what is a rubber mallet for? What do we use a rubber mallet for? Can I help you out a little bit? How about some persuasion? Hmm, a little bit of persuasion. What? Don't look at me like that. A little bit of persuasion. Fathers must be able to do a little bit of persuasion, but notice this, without doing any damage. That's why you have the rubber mallet. Hmm. Whoa, I didn't say that now. Andy going to get me in trouble <laughs> without leaving a mark. But listen, this is true. Dads, we must be able to do some persuasion without damage. How about this, Titus? Turn there with me. Titus chapter 3, a couple of verses. This rubber mallet helps us to demonstrate the very fact that we must be able to do some persuasion without doing damage. Here's what it says. It says, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey the magistrates, to be ready Notice it says, to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, 
And then it continues to say, showing all meekness unto all men. This is persuasion, saying, son, daughter, this is how we do life. This is how we grow up. This is how we treat people. And we're persuading them. We're encouraging them. Yeah, but dad, you don't know what they said to me. Yeah, but dad, you don't know what they did to me. But the thing is, is what a father will do is come in and say, no. Listen, I'm going to give you some instruction. You may not like this instruction. You may not like my persuasion. But it's going to help you if you stay with it, if you don't give up. Listen to what I'm saying. That's what he's talking about doing. That's what a father does. Well, what else do we have in here? We have a few other things. Ah, let's see what this is. How many know? Tell me, what is this? Wow, what do we use this for? Measures. So if I wanted to measure the platform, and someone would get up and hold me, or we can, if there's an edge, I can clip it and go all the way, and what's that going to tell me? The length. So how do we use a tape measure in life? Wow. Can I tell you what we do? What a father is supposed to do as far as measuring things in life? Oh, man. A father does when he comes alongside. It helps to quantify the size of things or the size of objects or the size of issues in our lives. And measure and keep things measured, or let's say it this way, in the right perspective. And I'm reminded of this in comparison to the Lord. Turn with me to Psalms chapter 34, verse 3 and 4, because we all know that we can blow things out of proportion, can we not? Sure we can. And so here's what a father does, takes out the measuring tape and said, hold on, let's keep things in the right, right perspective. Now, now, let's talk about this. Compare to the Lord what you're going through in comparison to the Lord. How do we see this? So now as fathers, we're constantly instructing our children, constantly encouraging them to let them know, let's do this. And it says here, oh, magnify the Lord with me, right? Don't magnify the problem. Don't magnify the situation. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us, say us, say, and let us, listen to what it says, exalt his name together. And then I love what it says. I sought the Lord and he heard me. And delivered me from all my fears. So a father who will sit down and listen and will say, even though things may not be going the way you think they should go, and your problem, your mountain is so huge, but then a dad comes in and says, let's, in comparison, let's talk about God and the goodness of God. And I want you to see God working in your life compared to this mountain. Who's bigger? God is bigger. God is bigger than your situation, and God can take care of it if we'll just ask him to help us. Wow, I love that. I love that. Tape measure. And then finally, I think I have one more thing. This needs to be in our toolbox, Dad. How many of you know, what is this? It's our spinach. Is that what you said? It's a Bible. I thought you said spinach. We were talking about spinach. It is spinach. Remember Popeye? Come on, food. Spinach. What is this? It's the Bible. Now listen to this. This right here will keep you. This right here will help you. It will strengthen you. Fathers, we have a responsibility. Dads, we have a responsibility to share the word with our children, to share the word of God with our family. I'm going to give you a few scriptures that's going to help you. I'm going to give you a few scriptures. Are you ready? Listen to this, Proverbs 4.1. Proverbs 4.1, turn there, I want you to see this. 
This is so, it's so powerful to get a hold of this truth. We're talking about as fathers leaving a legacy. We're talking about as dads and understanding here that our responsibility is in building people. We don't just build others on the outside. We build our family on the inside. And we leave tools, you know, those that are relevant, things that are relevant that reveals also our heart. But as we continue to read here, and it gives us great examples that as we teach the word and as we study the word together, it says right here in Proverbs 4.1 here, you children, you children, the instructions of a father and attend to no understanding. We have to listen. Say, listen. How about Proverbs chapter 5? Flip with me quickly. Our time is getting away from us. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 7. It says this, hear, hear me now, therefore, O you children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Man, these are great instructions that we will listen to a, a godly father who sits down before you and gives you instruction or a mom who has to, who has to, as I said, I was raised and she has to give instructions. My mom, what she did, I tell you what, on Sunday we went to church. I mean, we all went to church. But what happened was she said with me, of course, you know, as we started getting older, someone was like, hey, you know, I'll go to church. I don't want to go to church, but I always went to church. She said, get up. You're going to church with me. I got up and went to church. You know, and she raised us that way. She raised me that way. And I thank God for that legacy that, that she instilled in me. And then it says here in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8, My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. So hear the instruction. What are they saying? Encouraging you, encouraging us. And then here's the last one I want to give you, Proverbs 4, verse 1. I gave you that again. I want to go over it again. Hear, you children, the instruction of a father. Now listen, and attend to no understanding. There's one thing about listening, but there's another thing about getting understanding. How many know that you can hear something but not listen? You so, so right now, I mean, in the background, we hear music, but am I listening? You know, if we were really quiet, we might be able to even hear the fan, but we're not listening. There's a difference between hearing and listening. And I'm saying to all of us, and as fathers, our Heavenly Father, He gives us instructions in His Word. And, and we can come to church. We can listen on the radio. Man, we can get CDs. We can get the latest and the greatest. And we can hear all kinds coming in our ear gate, in our eye gate. But if we don't listen and then take what we've heard and apply it in our lives, man, it's not going to do us any good. And, and, and I'm encouraging you, especially our young people today and our older, our fathers and our moms, don't stop giving instruction. Don't quit when it, seems, it may seem like, man, it's hopeless. It's a hopeless cause. No, don't. It's, no one is hopeless. I believe there's good in everybody. I believe that. What we have to do is learn how to find and tap into that good. And I say to you, those who are listening, don't stop listening. No, you may not like what you're hearing. But don't stop listening. Father knows best. Mother knows best. But more than anything else, your heavenly father, he knows best. What to do for your life. Okay, so help me out. What is the mallet for? The rubber mallet? Somebody tell me. Persuasion. Andy got that down. Man, I tell you what. All right. And what do we have? Okay, that's right. All right, and then we'll put them back in the bag as we talk about those things. All right, help me out with this here. What do we have here? All right, and what happens in our lives? Sometimes we have to learn how to be stretched. Learn how to be stretched, okay? All right, now what else we have here? What is this? Tape measure. What is a tape measure for? 
Okay, all right, see? Some of you are taking notes. Let me help you out. Measure. Size of your problem compared to who? God. Wow. Okay. Man, how about this? And what, are we, what should we be doing? Learn to be adjustable. Okay? Praise God. How about this? Wow. Fathers, learn to be what? Level-headed. All right? Good. I like that. Mm. Now, we've learned also something about this, and we didn't know how it got in the back, but it got in the back for a purpose. What is this? What do we learn about the cologne? Make your wife happy. Smell good. Come on, somebody. That's true. And I heard a few amens on that one. Oh, what is this? And what do we do with the glue? We're putting all this in our bag that we're going to share in life to all those we come in, cross, in contact with, our children, our loved ones. Wow. Okay. And what do we have here? Wow, what did we learn about the shop town? Not just messes, but wow, clean up our messes. That's what a father should do. Admit it, guess what? When they're wrong. I blew it. I messed up. And I need to get cleaned up. Come on, somebody. All right? Okay, what do we have here? Wow. Now, difference though. Isn't there a difference? The pliers and what? The adjustable wrench. So what's the difference? It looks like they, they can be used for the same. What's this one for? Get a grip. And what? And when everybody else is what? Ah, great job. You're very attentive. Okay. Lastly, but not least. Wow, what do we have? The Bible. It should be in our toolbox as dads to give instructions to our family. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you this morning for the opportunity just to come and to learn.